All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sands for the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether auto, life, home, or renters. Uh, give them a call. They'll give you a free quote. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right. Well, we were going to go to TC. I guess he couldn't hold much longer, but I had a lesson to go teach. I was interested to hear his take on the whole um, feel or live tour thing. So call back whenever you get a chance, TC. But anyway, uh, keeping it moving. Um you know, we got some other news coming down. We've got uh, we finally got, I guess, a verdict in the Johnny Depp trial, which I heard he spent his time going to go rock out with some band and stuff while he wastes the verdict. I'm like, Johnny's crazy. I like Johnny, but Johnny, trust me, no saint. But I hear that we've got a verdict. What was the verdict, Jonas? Johnny Depp has won. Wow. He won his defamation case against Amber Heard, uh, who had sued who he sued over claims of. Um, whom he had sued over claims of false, uh, you know, domestic abuse claims. Um, so we'll see where this goes. I mean, there's got to be some kind of compensation. He's lost Disney because of this. He's lost roles because of this. And uh, I'm sure he's going to counter sue and, and probably. Well, I think this is what this was about. They were both suing each other and they has to go sell it. He won. So I'm pretty sure. And, and you know, Johnny Depp is a guy from what I've known of him. He's not a guy that kisses ass in Hollywood. And that's the reason why, um, you know, he's kind of marched to the beat of his own drum. Um, I don't consider Johnny's being one of those Hollywood dudes. He's a weird cat. But he will be, first of all, I just look at it for a victory of mankind and the man. Um, because this is one of those situations where I think, you know, they're playing at high stakes and suing each other for 50 some million. And she had to sit there and have her whole life or whatever personal stuff displayed for the whole world to see. But we need to start doing that with, with females on a lower scale that are making false claims. And speaking of that, Deshaun Watson, okay, a little segue here, Deshaun Watson, 20, uh, now you tell me it's 23 civil lawsuits that he will face. And this got me wondering when I heard this this morning, I said, you know what? I wonder, is this what the NFL is waiting on? Like, were you waiting on until like, okay, fine. You're not going to be charged criminally. No two DA has dropped the case against you. Um, then let me go ahead and let's wait to see if you got to really settle this civil wise before we determine what your punishment's going to be. I'm starting to think this is what they're kind of waving. Like I said, as of yesterday, we are as of today, we are 99 days away from the NFL season starting. Feels like forever. It's gonna be the longest 90 days, one of the most anticipated NFL seasons in a long time. Not how fast this year's and, moved, and in a long time. Well, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the off season, but these 99 days left gonna be feel like doing a bid for 99 days. Um. You don't have no idea what that feels like. Well, Hope speaking never of, will. Brittany Griner is at 100 days as of the other day. So she's, she's over the 100-day mark. Yeah, I think Brittany's going to be there for a minute. I don't think she's coming home anytime soon, to be honest with you. I hate to say that, uh, but just uh, I don't think she's coming home anytime soon. But hopefully I'm wrong, but I doubt it. But anyway, um, yeah, so there was – I didn't get too much in depth of that trial. I know AC and – was kind of into it. I kind of poked in here and there, um, you know, um, 
but yeah, well, that's just a victory for mankind. Then um, it's time sometimes that you know these females that are false accusing it uh, gets dealt with. You know, on any on all levels, really, the way I look at it. Uh, what you got? Well, just going back to the Deshaun Watson story then. So per the four-letter network, um, this is another one out of Texas um, who claimed that during the summer of 2020, her first massage uh, session with Watson, um, he progressively grew worse as they conti- as, as she continued to uh, have more sessions with Watson. During the third and final massage, she, ale- she alleges in the lawsuit that Watson exposed himself to her uh, touched her between the legs and repeatedly requested her to have sex with him. And of course, this comes now after the Bryant Gumble uh, feature where we, we saw two of the accusers speak publicly in front of the camera in an interview. Um, uh, do more come out? I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, you know, um, hell, Bill Cosby went in to jail. Okay, had some jello and then got out on technicality. And just today, his ass is having to go sit in front of another. He's got another suit coming against him. That's come out today. So for me to sit there and say there might not be girl number massage number 25, 26. I don't know that. All I know is I had a feeling we would get here to this point. I mean, it's obviously these women want to be compensated. This is this whole thing, how this was concocted. Well, I have my opinion why it was concocted by the uh organizations of the Houston, Texas front office because they were about to watch a lot of money walk out the door losing a uh, quarterback of Deshaun's caliber. I think that's how we got started. Um, And the thing to me is like, again, I'm sorry. You look like Deshaun Watson. I don't care if you play in the NFL, the XFL, or the CFL. If you guilty of you got that many women and they got evidence on you, you ain't escaping to DA, district attorney office. Okay, and the thing that's made me—we got this many women representing one lawyer is getting rep- is representing twenty, all twenty-three women. Come on, but we'll see. But like I said, his reputation's done anyway. But my whole point of bringing this up is just—I well, wonder—is the NFL waiting on this to serve this man? Because to me, I'm to the point where the NFL is only going to give him games now because of default, because they have to. If they really thought what they've investigated or what they've heard or what they've seen and who Deshaun Watson is as a guy, what they know, he would have been on the exempt list and he probably might not even be traded to this day, even by nobody. They're going to have to do this based off of the backlash and the public perception and because they have a high female women fan base. They're that, that's another part. It's either one of the two. Either they're waiting for the civil suit and still, I would say, is, is bull crap. Or they're just going to do it because they got to. Because, hey, man, we got to give them something. Give them four games. Give them five or six games. You know? I mean, we'll, we'll see how to. But they, they're going to make a decision here pretty soon. It's a rough legal year for the NFL. Of course, you have the Brian Flores lawsuit that should not be lost mm-hmm. uh, in all the shuffle of everything. And now, today, you've got uh, – Roger Goodell and John Gruden being requested to meet with Congress regarding that situation. And I've got a problem with that, with the House wanting to call them in. Look, man, what we're going through in our country right now and what we just witnessed a week ago yesterday in Uvalde and this whole hot topic about gun debate and control and stuff that's going on amongst other problems. I don't need anybody in the House or the Senate thinking about anything else at this point. 
You know, I like it's always I've always had this discussion on the show of how much is too much for Congress and Capitol Hill be meddling in the sports or certain things. That that's never more prevalent now to ask those questions based off of what we've got going on in this country right now. Okay. Um, so I, I don't need anything from those I don't care what side of the aisle it is. Because as far as I'm concerned, they all full of crap. They all bought. They all sold out for the money. If you have, if you can't see that about our government in the last eight years, that it's all a sideshow, then I don't know what else is. It's all about politicians have become, they've gotten this to become rock stars and wealthy. That's not what this was created for. It's supposed to serve the people. So I don't even want to hear anything about them wanting to talk to Snyder, NFL, let claims, court, let whatever, let the league handle that and do that. There's too much other stuff that's more serious going on instead of basically having the Senate or the House or anybody on, on Capitol Hill uh, getting into some hearing about some owners, uh, owner and, and the practice and the culture of the Washington commanders. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's up, Fernando? Hey, thanks for having me, Calvin. Uh, I wanted to chime in and uh, you know, let my feelings known that it's really uh, despicable the amount of uh, the greed, you know, with this LIV tour. Supposedly, that uh, that was Dustin Johnson is he the one that's the new guy that's going to go over there? Uh, they offered him a hundred million dollars first, and he said no. And now supposedly it's a hundred and fifty million dollars. You know, and it's true what you said. Like these guys, they're pretty well off. You know, they're 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 multimillionaires. Even if you're low down on the totem pole, they make a lot of money on endorsements. So the level of greed is just it's, it's disgusting to me that you know they're going to go over there, and the the guy who's putting this together, from what I understand, he's the same guy that ordered the killing of that uh, journalist. So they're trying to put you know lipstick on a pig and a and a, and a bikini and perfume on this thing just to get some sort of legitimacy. But uh, other than that, the other thing I wanted to touch on was uh, the uh, Jimmy Butler that shot for mm. three to win the game. Mm. And everybody, you know, Coach Bo and, and the, the ones, the talking heads that I've listened to, everybody was like, yeah, you know, they were okay with a shot and all this. And, you know, uh, he got them to this point. But me personally, I wasn't okay with a shot because that's not his game. You know, he's not a three-point shooter. No. His game is to, to go to the hole, you know, and uh, get the two and maybe get the uh, foul and, and try to put him ahead. And not on top of that, you know, he played 48 minutes, so he was tired. You know, yeah. and he's trying to do the three now after 48 minutes. You know, that that's not that's not his game. So I, I, I'm pushing back on that, but everybody's saying that. But I know he's a superstar and everything. But still, I, I don't agree with it. Thanks. All right, all right, Fernando. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing. I don't expect Coach Bo or any of his teammates in the time of losing a game seven to be critical of the slot selection. We've seen what happens when coaches get caught up in emotions and say the wrong thing. Uh, Doc Rivers and what that can do to a locker room. So I wouldn't anticipated Coach Bo of having any pushbacks. I do think it was a bad decision. I mean, you are right, Fernando. That's not Jimmy's game. Um, if he hits it, it's one of the. It's going to be played for years and years to come. 
Um, it's one of the biggest shots then at that time in playoff history, especially game seven, but he didn't. And it was a situation there was time left on the clock for him to get a, get to the hole, force them to make a call, go to the line and make a bucket and take it into overtime at home in game seven. But you know what? You get caught up in the moment. You don't know. You know, some of these guys are playing in real time. It's easy for us to sit up from the couch. Um, and play Monday a Monday quarterback, but I, I feel you. Um, and on the and on the just the I, I haven't heard the numbers. I mean, if it's a hundred hundred fifty million, I mean that's a lot for anybody to turn down in regards to that. I haven't heard numbers like that. Um, are you saying yeah that is numbers being reported? Yeah, uh, Golf mm-hmm. Monthly uh, today reporting that uh, Dustin Johnson was offered one hundred and twenty five million to join the Live Series. And you know this is and and it's crazy because they offered Jack a hundred million over twice to be just the ambassador of it. So and I've heard they've got deep pockets. They've got a lot of money to see this thing sink all the way through. I mean they're in it. They're not going to fold up tent. Where they get it. Like I said, this is why I say this will be years played out in the making. Now, if those numbers are serious and that's what you want to do, like I said, all money ain't good money. And there's some money that's blood money. There's some money that's bad money. We all know that. But if you're talking about taking 100, 100, the reason why I know that it's it's bullcrap and it is greed, like Fernando goes, because if this is really about bettering your situation with the tour or the tour controls us, we don't have this, I can't get my videos and I got to do this, then you would take this opportunity to leverage and leverage talks with the PGA to improve your situation if it was really about that. So now it's not about that because they none of them has attempted to try to do that. They're just making a decision like, hey, man, do I want to take this money? Do I want to cross the picket lines? Do How do I feel about this? And they're going off by doing it because if you're going to go and that's the money they're going to take, as far as I'm concerned, then you need to be done with the PGA Tour. If they're going to pay you that kind of money and you're going to leave and take all the scrutiny of where that money comes from or these are the people that allegedly ordered this tack against this journalist and you want to live with that, then you might as well be done with the PGA Tour. With that kind of money. That's the way I feel. And maybe that's something that Dustin is deciding that he's, if it comes down to that, he's going to do. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But, but it comes down to don't tell me this is about how bad you have it on tour. Because none of them has used none of this to even try to leverage talks with the PGA. But until you cross that picket line, there is no leverage. You're wrong about that. You, if, you, if you've got... If, if you got a situation where a competition tour is coming to talk about competing in the PGA and they're paying you that kind of money and it's there and, you know, they've knocked on your counterparts, your peers' doors, and some people down, some people not, you can sit there and say, hey, you know what? Like, if we get a couple guys together that's really threatening to leave this tour, but all we want is to sit down with the PGA to talk about our displeasures on tour, we can get that. That's leverage. It's all about how you go about things in life. You just can't run in... Uh, a blazing sometimes you got to sit there it's chess not checkers that's life try to teach you that the last couple of years jonas it's about it's 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 it, the life is about chess man you just don't oh well I, I can't get my likeness back and you know screw it they give me no dude it ain't about making the pga tour better this is about money and a bag of money that's all it's about and if you're willing to take it from that and go over there then go on go on Speaking of money per Spotrac, track, Dustin Johnson has earned seventy-four million in his three hundred and five events played. Yeah, but you about to get a check. You could possibly get a check for a hundred, hundred fifty yeah. for just signing your name a part of something. Blood I mean, money, that's like a that's a lot of money for people to turn it out. I'm not. I'm just saying that. Don't tell me this is about 
your your displeasures with the PGA Tour. Because if you were if you were about that, you would be sitting down and say, hey, man, I don't want to go, but look, man, these are the problems we got. None of them are doing that. It's just you in, you in, I ain't going to all, you in, well, I might, I might. And he's going to lose sponsors over it. So as far as I'm concerned, Dustin takes that money and he goes, as far as I'm concerned, he needs to be done with the PGA. Because most of his peers, fans, and sponsors will be done with his ass anyway. Period. 1-800-707-9760. Also, um, switching gears a little bit back to, uh, well, first of all, uh, college football. We talked about it yesterday. You have these spring meetings going down in Destin, Florida, um, in regards to the SEC, I should say. This playoff thing is really heating up in regards to SEC, the format of their own playoff. But what I'm looking for, we got a chance to hear from Nick Saban yesterday. Um, in regards to this whole, you know, thing that's been going on a little bit over a week, week and a half now about his comments about AM and buying all the recruits. Well, Jimbo didn't speak to the media yesterday. He's due to speak today. I can't wait this evening to really get clippings of how he handles this because I think this is the point to where Jimbo, it's time for him to draw back. I think this, you know, the point's been made. You defended the honor of your university who's paying you a king's ransom. You defended the kids that you went in and recruited to the parents and everything. You run a risky slope if you think you're going to continue to parlay this on and sell wolf tickets through the media. I mean, hell, you even got done attacking San Antonio's own Greg Simmons. How dare you? You know, Greg was asking some legit questions. I went back and was like, hey, what are you so pissed off for, man? Jimbo, why you got the red ass? Is it is it true? I think Greg Simmons did a good job in pressing his questions in Jimbo. Now, if I can get Greg to press his questions down to this guy on East Houston like this, we getting somewhere. But props to Greg for doing that, man. Jimbo, I better have a better calm, like, hey, it's time to move on. We're doing this. Stop feeding into this. You can get your ass kicked in, in, in October anyway. So just be careful. You know, but I think he's a bigger man. He needs to step down and let it go. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sands for the one and twos, broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. 
And the last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. All right. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to their original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So before we go on, uh, got some uh, social media uh, to respond to. What do we got going on the streaming and Twitter world, Mr. Clark? Coming in from Twitter, we have Dante checking in, uh, commenting on last night's incredible hockey game. Um, giving the Madden cover, of course, a little love as well. Madden, yes. John Madden to grace the cover of Madden 23. And also mm-hmm. recognizing Coach Becky Hammond with the Las Vegas Aces. Her 9-1 start is the best start to a coaching career in WNBA history. Yeah, Becky's definitely doing her thing. You know, they defeated the Connecticut Suns last night. That's another – they're really – them and the Aces are really the top two teams, one of the top few teams in the WNBA. But, no, she's off to a smoking start. Um, proud of Becky getting that opportunity. Uh, they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, it's early on in the WNBA season, uh, but most likely they are one of the favorite teams, one of the teams that are going to be there when the dust settles. So congratulations to them. And then Madden, yes, I did have that on the docket. Uh, the it will Usually sometimes they don't re- release this early. Kind of, you know, last few years they've had contests and all this kind of stuff. Who's going to be on the cover? But rightfully so. I think John Madden is gracing the cover. I think for the first time since 2000 cover. Or is yeah, that right? From the millennium, yeah. yeah. I know Sam No, Sam's a gamer, diehard. You know, I don't have a console right now, but you know what? When this comes out, I might buy one just to, just, just the game, even if I don't play it, just because that's going to be that's going to be a hot ticket one. I mean, with him, with him that that's kind of like borderline collector in this one, because this would be the last one. I would say so. I mean, he just he just passed. I mean, he just he just died. I think this would be uh, cuz I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last time he's on the actual cover. I mean, it might be one that you want to have, but I feel like everybody's going to have this mentality that it's going to be a collector's item. And of course, when everybody has the idea that it's going to be a collector's item, the market's flooded with them, the value of them goes down. Well, I know you come from a card and and a card background and all that. I'm just telling you, not from a collector where people are going to be able to flip it and make money. I'm talking about like 20, 30 years from now. Just wanting to own it. To have that of him on the cover because the game has been out so long. You know, I remember when it was on Commodore 64. That's a computer. That's before your time. You probably didn't know what the hell a Commodore is. Oh, I know what that is. Oh, okay. So that this is one of those that, you know, early on he was always in the cover, and then they started so they started switching and putting on, you know, um, I think 2001 was the first with Eddie George. That that's the Madden I had. That was my that was my second Madden. Sam's giving me the nod like you're right on that. Eddie George. See, I don't. I mean, I've grew up playing Madden, but I couldn't tell you all the covers. I know Vic had it one year, of course. Now let me ask you this: When what year did the curse actually start? Do y'all do you know that? When that curse when we when we start was it a string of bad news in regards to a couple seasons, and all of a sudden this cold thing? You know what? It's a Madden jinx. Do we remember what kind of kicked that off? I feel like the curse really kicked off with Vince Young on the cover. Is when I feel like it, first you started to then you started to look back at former players who graced the cover, and you're like, oh yeah, that was that was a bad circumstance. Oh, that was another bad circumstance. And I feel like Vince Young, after he won the Offensive Rookie of the Year, graced the cover, and then his career just kind of fell off from there. That would be my opinion, Sam. 
Yeah, I think the I think you nailed it with the Vic one because that okay. same year was the year that he broke his leg in the preseason. There, that's right. That's right. I think that was the first one I that's remember. That's right. And that and was like it, oh, you know, and then I think at, in 04, and I think 04, after yeah. that you had if I'm not mistaken, you had Ray Lewis. I don't know if he he was the year of the 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 the, mur- the, the charge of the case situation or something went down with that. Then you had, um, I mean, something. What happened to the year? Didn't they have Randy Moss on one year? So the Ray Lewis one was the Ravens missed the playoffs for the first time in like three years. Okay. And uh, he ended up tearing his hamstring the mm. following year. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, and also, you got to look at hell, man. They put Patrick Mahone on there last year. With Tom Brady, look how it turned out for both of them. No, look at Antonio Brown and look how that, uh, look how that showed out for him. Yeah. But most guys still want it, though. Some guys are, that grew up, so you got some general, like, hey, don't put me on the cover. You got some guys that still honor. So props to them. I think EA did a good job in honor. No, John, you got that. What do we got going on in the streaming sphere? What do we got going on in the stream world? Well, really quick, over on Twitter still, we do okay. have Davi checking in. Uh, Lakers did 3 P from 2000 to 2002. Oh, uh, to okay. open up the millennium. So that okay. was the last three Pete we had, I feel like, in a major sport. Um, so giving him the recognition, thank you very much. Uh, Claudia and Carl Polk over on the stream, joining us on Sports Grind on Facebook. Uh, the Curry hate. Wow. People on here couldn't hit a 10 footer if their life depended on it. This dude's mm. bombing from over 30 feet. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, and that's what, you know, Chris got this started with a Curry's overrated. I mean, come on, and and a prime example, and 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 not to pile on Chris, but I, I'm looking here at the message that he leaves, and he says, "What's the message he he pointed out?" He said, "Uh, Curry needs a team to win rings." Chris, last time I checked, this was, I've said this a hundred times. This isn't golf that we're speaking a lot about today. This isn't tennis. This is a team sport. Who doesn't need a team to win? Jordan needed a team. Magic wanted needed a team. Bird needed a team. David Robinson needed a team. Tim needed a team. That dear you you come up with no good reasons for you to open them out. No wonder you're getting in debated heats with your friends. They're probably looking at your ass trying to vote you off the island with that take. Overrated. A guy if you're the all time at anything, and anything, I don't see how somebody could be overrated it's just like come on man that's one of those that's one of those shock things that you're trying to you're trying to say just to get people to engage with you come on man come on all right anything else yeah we had mark palmer checking in on facebook too he's a great 30 for 30 last night um and also wanted to comment no steph is not overrated stop hating on greatness yeah mm-hmm. that's just what it is uh, you know, there's a lot of people, more people are picking Boston to win this series in general because, again, I think it's Golden State fatigue. And Boston has a chance to win this. I mean, the only reason why I'm giving them a chance to win and not really just basically they have really hardly any experience coming in here for the steps of their head coach that's been on the bench in these games and the finals, and speaking of Adoka, is the fact their defense, man. Their defense is good. It's very good. They're well coached and they're a good defensive team, but – it still comes out. And, you know, Steve Kerr, he has a hell of a record in game ones as well, too. 
I mean, he has an all-time record. I mean, I think they've won, like, I think he's only dropped one or two game ones maybe um, in series, especially finals. So, uh, But, you know, again, it's going to be that thing, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, the rest versus rust situation. How is that going to pretty much play out when it comes to they finally get this thing going tomorrow night? But this is a team, two of their nucleus players have been through this enough. They've had some games where they've swept through the playoffs. They've been sitting in the finals the year that they ran through pretty much everybody until they got to Cleveland. I mean, they had to wait around for that. So we'll just see how it all plays out. What you got? Well, just on that front, do you feel like the experience heavily favors Golden State and coming off of this layoff then? How to prepare mentally the the couple days off, the buildup, everything, you know, messages you've got coming in from family members, what you're seeing in the media. Well, is it overwhelming for Boston at this point? I don't think it's overwhelming for Boston because, I mean, Golden State, again, This is they've got their core, but they still got uh, – Wiggins has never been in this situation. Jordan Poole's never been in this situation. Uh, they got a few other guys that's never been in this situation. So they've got their three nucleus guys that's been and their head coach that's been in this situation they can lean on. But they've Golden State's got so I don't I don't like the not overwhelming, you know, because you can prepare and you can know how to prepare. But when you have that many days off and basketball and shooting and this is a rhythm type of offense that does turn over the ball a lot. Because I can tell you, if Golden State gets in their turnover habits in this series, they won't win this series. They've got to protect the ball. Um, and the same goes for Boston as well, too. But I think you can prepare and have the experience all you want to. But if you're a rhythm-scoring offense and you're a rhythm-type of flowing offensive team, a layoff is going to cause some problems. A layoff can cause some problems. I mean, that's just the reality of, of the situation. Um, what else have we got? Um, what? Well, you were hoping to catch the Jimbo comments. Uh, mm-hmm. You said you're looking forward to, to hearing uh, what Jimbo has to say at the SEC coaches meeting. Mm-hmm. And Brett McMurphy of the Action Network is actually out there and, and was was live tweeting okay. some comments from Jimbo. Uh, the big headline for uh, coming out of it, of course, is when asked about his comments between him and Nick Saban. He says it's over. He said we're done talking about it. There are a lot more pressing needs in college football. Jimbo Fisher also comments about you know playing eight or nine conference games. He said that's fine, but we still need to play FCS because that's where coaches like myself and Bobby Bowden came from, and those schools need that money. And also said on future permanent opponent, opponents, he would love to play Texas. Um, well, um, yeah, I, I'm big on body language, so I want to see his body language through the TV camera because I'm pretty sure that's a tweet, the feed to come out, the camera feed to come out this evening on your news outlets and ESPNs, all that. But that kind of is the tone that I expected that he had to take. I think it was up to him to go ahead and push that in the hatchet. At the end of the day, you know, uh, Nick Saban has contributed to Jimbo's career. Um, Jimbo, Dick Saban is the reason why Texas A&M feels entitled to pay Jimbo the type of money they did to leave Florida. Um, but he's made his point. I think he would be barking up a wrong tree if he's going to try to take this all the way to October the 8th or whenever the hell they're supposed to be, you know. Um, but we'll see. I think the most interesting thing to me coming out of SEC spring practice, not spring practice, but spring meetings, is going to be this playoff situation. Does the SEC, who has been the leader in all conference, don't talk to me about the Big Ten. Damn sure don't talk to me about this arena league down here in the Big 12. It's been the SEC. They're the ones that made championship games, conference championship games cool and mean a lot. They've dominated the national championship trophies. 
I want to know, are they going to be the leader once again to break off and form their own playoff format? Now, other than money, I mean, make no mistake about it, this is a be a money grab because, again, you're going to eat, you're going to kill and eat, eat each other up. You know, if you add more games, I understand adding the ninth game, but actually adding a whole on playoff tournament, because to me, this is more like, hey, we, we're tired of talking about it. If we do it, we know the rest I'm going to follow. Let's just go. We done in here? Okay, let's go play some golf out here in Florida. Um, but that's what it's going to be interesting. And that model about adding the extra game, and that's why Jimbo at the end is like, I want to play Texas. They they know that this has been something that the fan base and the alumni of Texas A&M and UT have been asking for in this region for the last, I don't know, however long that it's been that they haven't played each other. It's been, what, probably like already eight years. Seems like long, seven, eight years maybe since they've played. It's been a while, you know. Uh, but that's why Jimbo's putting that because he sees that this is going to be a situation where they make it official and Texas moves over. They're going to find a way, and I think they will choose the model that's going to allow them to probably play both, keep their OU rivalry ga- rival game, and then also have A&M be back at it playing UT. And that will be that that will be something special. That'll be very interesting, you know, if they're able to do that. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so um, I think we covered pretty much everything today. There were some other – there was maybe a few other things. Uh, like I said, we've got game one tonight in NHL hockey. I know, Dante, a few of y'all out there are paying attention uh, to what's going on in the hockey world, but that's going to be an interesting – I'm hoping more of a defensive game tonight. Uh, you know, I like. I know a lot of people like scores and goals and stuff. That I, I like more of intense. Like you make one rule, you get a penalty, could cost you a game. You know, not this shoot up, bang bang stuff that they got they had going on last night. Um, also, one other football note: the report. There are reports, being of the Commanders, um, the reports out there that this proposal that the Commanders has put up, which I think is smoking mirrors, because Snyder knows they're taking votes to vote his ass off the island of the NFL owners. There's reports saying this new stadium that they're putting out and this the way it looks and the design, it would be the smallest stadium in the NFL. Um, I think I read, I think it would be like about 50,000, maybe 53,000 capacity. That would put the smallest stadium in the NFL. Um, I think they said FedEx is currently seats 70,000 or something. Now, the spin that they're trying to give on this is said, well, the reason why we would be downsizing, like who in the NFL is building stadiums in like the last 10 years of downsize? But they would say we'd be downsized because we're thinking about the true home field advantage we could give our commanders. Man, whatever, man. Dan or St- y'all don't know what the hell y'all doing. That's just what it is. The money and also you, Daniel's dumb ass is probably thinking like, well, you know, we don't sell out these tickets now. We don't do this now. We have other fans coming. Yeah, man, because it's the way your ass has been running the organization. But when I saw that, I'm like, seriously? I've never heard of anybody building a new stadium post-2000. 2000, 2000, and even then, if you want to get past 2010, that's talking about downsizing in the National Football League. He needs to go, man. He, he needs to get out. He's, he, I feel bad for Washington Commander fans. I know a few, a few die harder, but that is a bad brand organization, man, from one of the worst owners in professional sports. 
All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sandspin, the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, hit the snooze button, and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow.